0: Hey guys, Kyler back for Kyler Brails Unlimited Podcast. This is episode number fourteen. Um, lots to get into today. We've got college football. We're gonna have rank this list. NBA rank these three. NFL college basketball combat sports. And I saw that you know Bellator signed Rumble Johnson, Yo Romero, and they're talking about a Grand Prix for the light heavyweight division. So I decided I'm gonna make a how I would how I would do a UFC Grand Prix per division in the UFC. That will be the last segment. We're going to start with college football. are going to do a couple headlines. Then we're going to do my uh, post-week 15, Power 22 rankings, heading into conference championships. Then we're going to do my game predictions. I'm predicting all the conference championships that are going on this week, and then I'm doing my five best spreads as well. So we will start off. Uh, headlines, is Cincy getting robbed of a chance? Obviously, everyone knows Cincinnati has been dropping. they are dropped down to nine now, I believe, in the newest college football ranking. Um... You know, robbed is a very strong word. I would say not robbed. Because I really if you look at the if you look at it when you do when you're just doing fourteen, if there was an eighteen playoff, I think they should be in. But if when you're looking at a four team playoff, do I really think Cincinnati's better than a Texas A and M, an Ohio State, a Clemson, a Notre Dame, an Alabama, even an Oklahoma? I don't think so. I think maybe Iowa State, because I don't think Iowa State's as good as Oklahoma now. Right now, at this moment, I think Oklahoma is one of the five best teams in in the country. Um, The two losses hurt them, of course. But they're obviously saying that the winner of the Big 12 will have an outside shot of getting in, depending on what happens in the top four this week, with A&M playing at Tennessee. Jumping Iowa State up to six, Oklahoma now in the top ten. They're saying that they do have an outside shot of getting in, and that a two-loss Oklahoma or two-loss Iowa State would be favored to get in over a undefeated Cincinnati as the conference champion. And again, I don't think it's getting robbed. Do I think they maybe deserve? They may they may deserve over Oklahoma and Ohio State because they have two losses, especially if they're able to go ten and zero and win the conference title. But I think they would need help still. I would have them. I we'll get into my rankings here in a minute. I'll just say I have them at six. So I'm still saying they would need some help. Um. They would need either they either Clemson to lose or Clemson to blow out Notre Dame. And then they would also probably need A&M to lose because I don't think you put them in over A&M, whose only loss this year is Alabama. So I, I'm not saying they're getting robbed of a chance. I won't say they get robbed of a chance because I don't know if they are one of the – I don't know if – you know. I have them at six because I think they've played so well they deserve to be where they're at. Um, I don't think they're better than – for sure not better than Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, or A&M. Um, so no, I don't think they're getting robbed. And, uh, so next one is who do you truly think are the four best teams in college football right now? Okay. I think the top four is correct. I, um, I would flip Clemson and Notre Dame cause Clemson lost with their backup quarterback by seven points in double overtime. I think Clemson's a better team than Notre Dame. I have Notre Dame over Ohio state simply on the Notre Dame's played 10 games and they have some pretty decent wins. Uh, you know, they beat Miami, Clemson and North Carolina. Those are three solid wins. Ohio State has Indiana but the Big Ten was down this year in football for sure Penn State not being good Michigan not being good um so that's why I have it three four now I do think Ohio State will be either they will be ranked three though in the final rankings because whoever loses in Clemson Notre Dame if Clemson loses they're out and then Am probably jumps in at four or if Notre Dame loses in a close one they'll just jump they'll just probably drop to four but Ohio State's going to end up three. Um, so it really, you know, you could have a, I could have Ohio State over Notre Dame. I do think Ohio State is a better football team than Notre Dame. But Notre Dame, you know, they've been good this year. They have been good this year. And I think them having 10 games and the three teams they've beaten that are pretty good, that are ranked inside the top 25. So I think Notre Dame does deserve a three. So I do think those are truly the four best teams. I would say Oklahoma's the fifth best team in college football right now, though. And then I would say uh, Texas a and is six. So yeah, I love what Oklahoma's on. It's if they would have just if they could have just beaten Iowa State or K State and not lost both those games, they would be ranked five, and they would uh, they would be in with a win in the Big Twelve title game. No matter whoever loses to Clemson and Notre Dame, I think Oklahoma would jump in because they have the conference title. But two losses, that's why they're on the outside looking in. But I do think they have the top four correct. The top four right now is correct. Those are the four best teams in the country. Does Ohio State deserve a shot at the college football playoff? Absolutely. Yes, they've only played five games. But when you watch Ohio State, you can't tell me that you don't think they're one of the four best teams in the country. I think they're third, but you can't tell me they're – at worst, they're fourth. I I know they've only played five, but they have one of the best players in college football, in my opinion, the second best player. In my opinion, overall, I think he is the most valuable player. You saw what Clemson could do with their backup because of how much talent they have. What Fields does for that team, passing and rushing, is more valuable. He's the most valuable uh, player in college football, in my opinion. I think Fields is the most valuable player, and he's going to be the second player taken in the NFL draft. So, yes, yeah, so Ohio State deserves a shot at the uh, at the uh, college football playoff. When long as they beat Northwestern, if they lose. Then no. Should T Law avoid the Jets? Well, this, I think this is what everyone would say is yes. How do you avoid it though? You know. That's a tough one. Do you really want to go the route of saying I won't play for you? You know, that's tough. But I would try to avoid it somehow. I would not want to go play for the Jets. Only way I would go play for the Jets is if they fire their head. Well, they will fire their head coach, and they go get either Eric Bieniemy from KC, or they hire your college football coach Dabo Sweeney. That'd be the only way I want to play for the Jets. They better, the Jets better be telling him we're going to bring in Bienemy, who well, I think him and T-Law will be a match made in heaven, or we're going to try to get Dabo. Dabo ain't leaving though, so let's get that out of the way. You have your only, the only thing I would say if I'm Law, I'm, I'll come, I will end up playing there if you can go get Bienemy. Perfect match with T-Law. But I'd avoid it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into my uh, my post week 15. Power 22 standings. At number one, still got the Crimson Tide. At uh, number two, and we'll get into the games later. Number two, Clemson. Three, Notre Dame, four, Ohio State. So I have it the exact same way the committee does, except I think Clemson's... Two and three, it really doesn't matter, but I think Clemson's better than Notre Dame. They'll show it this weekend. My five, Texas A&M. Massive game for them this week. Um... They have to look really good this week. My opinion. They have to look very good this week. Uh, you need to win this game by two or three touchdowns to prove that you are a culture football team. You squeak by Tennessee, you may, the committee may just be forced to keep Notre Dame in the playoff. Or if Notre Dame gets badly beaten and Oklahoma or Iowa State look really good, one of them might jump in them. So you need to look very good this week. Six is Cincinnati. Obviously, they haven't met nine. And I like Cincinnati a lot. I don't think they're a called fall playoff team, though. I think they would get absolutely hammered by Alabama. But this is why I think it should be eight. But we will get into that on the next podcast, which will be with one of my good friends. We will get into why I would do eight. Seven, Oklahoma. Like I said, I I think they're the fifth best team in the country. They do have two losses, though. You can't, just do, you can't just do 100% eye test, no resume. For me, I'm a 70-30 go. I'm a 70-30 guy though. 70 on eye test, 30 on resume. When the resume, the resume comes in when you have two losses, the eye test to me comes in when like, you're going to see Notre Dame play Clemson and then if the, you're going to have to determine if Notre Dame loses to Clemson, you're going to have to look at them in AM, and Who is better right now? The eye test. That's, the, that's when the eye test comes into play for me. But when you have two losses, the resume has to come into play. Um, at eight, I got Indiana. Good team. They Their defense was great this year. Uh, they're still playing really well without their starting quarterback, so I like them. At nine, I got Coastal. Great season by them. They have a big game against uh, Louisiana Lafayette, I think, for the uh, Sunbelt title, I think it is. Yeah, that'll be a big game this week for them. Because um, what they need is they need Cincinnati to lose. And them to win, so they can get a New Year's Six bowl. At ten, I got Iowa State eight and two, good team. They played good all year. Uh, They had a couple bad. They had the first first game of the year, they had a bad loss, but here they are, you know. Um, And they lost Louisiana. I think they lost Louisiana Lafayette, who's a good team, but it's still not a great loss to have. Uh, At eleven, I got Florida. Don't understand how Florida only dropped to seven in the committee's rankings. That's ridiculous. Their their defense is not good at all. Uh, Kyle Trask, little. You know, I think their offense is also a little inconsistent at times against better teams. And LSU is not even a good team, but they do have athletes. And LSU made them pay for it by playing by not playing good. At twelve, I got Georgia. Don't understand how they're so high. They have two losses. Yes, I know those losses come to Florida and Alabama, but their wins aren't very good either. I don't like Georgia at all. Thirteen USC five and zero. They're going to win the Pac twelve. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl. I think at the Rose yeah Rose Bowl. So you know they're going to probably win the Pac twelve. Uh, 14, got BYU. Great season still. Uh, you lost Coast Carolina by five points on the road, but you still had a great season. Um, they're a really good team. 15, Northwestern. They'll obviously be playing for the Big Ten title this week. A chance to go to the Rose Bowl with a win. So if they win, they'll be playing USC or Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Uh, 16, Louisiana Lafayette. And again, now let's say Cincinnati were to lose this week, and Louisiana Lafayette gets a big win. Over Coastal Carolina, and they have also a win over Iowa State, who could potentially be the Big Twelve champions. They could also end up in a New Year's six, jumping all the way up over Cincinnati if they lose. And obviously they jump over Coastal because they beat them. Seventeen, North Carolina. North Carolina's gonna be very good next year. Defense just wasn't good enough this year. You know? So but they're gonna be very good next year. Eighteen, Liberty, great season. Hugh Freeze, right? Yep, Hugh Freeze, nine and one. Good season by Liberty. Nineteen, I got Miami. Obviously they got killed by North Carolina. Still have another still a good team. Only two losses to Clemson, Carolina. Twenty, Tulsa, who plays Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Good, you know, solid team. They they're gonna be they're gonna be tough for Cincinnati. Uh, twenty-one, Buffalo. They're playing in the Mac title this week. And then twenty-two, Iowa, who's had a solid season at six and two. So those are my rankings. Now let's get into my we're gonna go spreads first. So Spreads on fifty three and twenty two on the year. Great year in college football. I'm going Clemson minus nine and a half versus Notre Dame. I think they beat him by two or three touchdowns. I really do. Um, they 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 kind of have this chip on their shoulder. Like you guys barely beat us with our backup. And U- Uyanga Lele is going to be a very good quarterback in college football, but he's not as close to as good as Trevor Lawrence is right now. Clemson big. Um, USC minus two and a half versus Oregon. That's a great... Sp- I love that number. Minus two and a half. That is a great number for that game. I think USC wins by a touchdown or maybe even 10. I don't remember what I had the production at. Uh, I got Marshall minus four and a half versus UAB in the Conference USA title. And then I have Texas A&M minus 13 and a half versus Tennessee because I do think a and is going to come out to prove a point that we deserve to be in. Um... Tulsa, plus 14 and a half for Cincinnati. I do think Cincinnati wins, but I think Tulsa covers. So let's get in. My week 15, best games of the week prediction. It's just going to be all conference championships. Uh, I finished the regular season, 56 and 19. Great record there. I'll be adding. So you can have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten conference titles this week. Um, I'm doing it from when the games are happening time-wise, so it's not like in any specific order. It's when the games are happening time-wise. Um, Conference USA Championship, I got UAB 23, Marshall 31. In the map title, I got Ball State 27, uh, Buffalo 41. In the Pac-12 title, I got Oregon 27. My number 13, USC, 38. In the Big Ten Championship, I got my number 15, Northwestern, 20. My number 4, Ohio State, 38. In the Big 12 Championship, I got my number 7, Oklahoma, 27. My number 10, Iowa State, 23. So I got OU winning by 4. It's going to be a good game. Sunbelt Championship, 16, my number 16, Louisiana Lafayette, 34. My number 9, Coastal Carolina, 37. Uh, In the ACC Championship, my number two, Clemson, 41. My number three, Notre Dame, 24. In the Mountain West title, I got uh, Boise State, 30. San Jose State, 27. In the American Athletic Championship, I got my number 20, Tulsa, 24. My number six, Cincinnati, 31. In the SEC Championship, I got my number one, Alabama, 38. And my number 11, Florida, 24. If I had to tell you... Let's go confidence level, my predictions. Conference USA, I'll just go 1-10 Is a 5 for Marshall. I'll say 6, actually. Uh, The MAC, Ball State, Buffalo, I'd say an 8. Pac-12 title, Oregon, USC, I would say a 7. Big 10 championship, Ohio State over Northwestern, I'd give that a 10 in my confidence level. Big 12 title, Oklahoma, Iowa State. I would say 5 or 4 because I do think Iowa State is a very good team. They're very good defensively as well. In the Sun Belt title, Lafayette versus Coast Carolina, I have Ka- Coast Carolina winning. I give it a two, though, because I think Louisiana Lafayette is very good. In the eight, in the ACC Championship, Clemson over Notre Dame, I give that a seven. The Mountain West title, Boise State, San Jose State, I'd say one on my confidence level there. Uh, American Athletic Championship, Cincinnati over Tulsa, I'd say seven. In the SEC Championship, Alabama over Florida, I'd say ten. So let's get on to rank this list. Just a few lists I put together. I did uh, my five favorite KU players ever. Uh, five greatest heavyweight boxers ever. Top five greatest athletes ever, and the three most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Right now, um, five five favorite K players. Start at five. Number five is Mario Chalmers. Obviously, hit the biggest shot in Kansas history. Love Mario Chalmers. Went on to win a couple titles with the Miami Heat and LeBron James as well. At four, Sharon Collins. You're gonna see uh four out of the five are point guards. I don't know what it is. I love the KU point guards, especially the ones that stay for four years. Sharon Collins at four. He was just a dog on the court. Um, absolute beast. Uh, three is Thomas Robinson, though. Obviously, the only big guy I have. I love T-Rob. He was an absolute animal. You know, he's a 20 and 10 guy whenever he wanted to be. Um, he was a stud. Number two, Frank Mason. I love Frank. He gave it all to KU. Um, I think he was in, you no. Know, I think he was in three or four lead eights. I'm pretty sure. Um number one, Devontae Graham. My all-time favorite key player by far. Uh love that guy. He was such a stud. he do it all. He's a good defender. Getting steals. You know, he could shoot it, get to the cup, good for, good passer, good free throw shooter. I love Devontae Graham. Five greatest heavyweight boxers ever. At five, I got Larry Holmes. At four, George Foreman. At three, Joe Lewis. Uh two. Lennox Lewis and I won Muhammad Ali. I think Ali's got to be my number one. You could argue Lennox Lewis, I do think. I think Lennox, I mean, like, Lennox Lewis was, I think, 48 and 2, but he uh, beat every guy he fought. He avenged um, both of his defeats. So Lennox is definitely up there. That's 100% for sure. My top five greatest athletes ever. At number five, the greatest pound pound boxer of all time. Floyd Money Mayweather, at four, the greatest sprinter of all time, Usain Bolt, at three, the greatest Olympian ever, Michael Phelps, at two, the single greatest basketball player of all time, LeBron James, and at number one, in my opinion, I think it's hands down, Tiger Woods, what he did, he dominated for so long. Dropped off for how many, you know, nine years, ten years, and then was able to win another major. Um, unbelievable what that guy's accomplished. Greatest, I, I just don't even think it's a debate between one. And you could honestly, if you wanted to put Phelps ahead of LeBron, I'd say yes. Um, and if you wanted to switch Mayweather and Bolt between four and five, I'd say yes to that too. But uh, yeah, Tiger Woods is no questions asked the greatest athlete ever in my opinion. Three most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL today. This is a tougher list to make. You definitely have to go year by year. Um, even though he hasn't played good as of late and he got hurt last night, Derek Carr would be my number three most underrated quarterback in the NFL. At two, a guy I've been so high on since he got drafted, Jared Goff. I love Jared Goff. I think he's very underrated. Um, he's putting together a pretty, pretty solid season this year, looking, no, they're trying, they're, they're looking to win their division. And I think they're the, they're the Rams are the best overall and most complete team in the NFC when it comes to defense, special teams, running game, passing game. I think they're the most complete team in the NFC. Number one's easy. Matthew Stafford. The guy doesn't complain. Doesn't bitch about playing Detroit. He just plays and he balls. And Matthew Stafford is a stud. Let's get into the NBA. Only just some headlines. Um I'll just look. I look around on the internet and see what headlines there are and what people are talking about. Uh, one of the top things was uh Lakers of the Field. Um oh, the Lakers are so deep, man. I mean, they go 11 deep. You're gonna yeah, I think the starting lineup you're gonna to see the start of the year is gonna be LeBron, Schroeder, Kuzma, A. D. and Gasol. And then off the bench, you got uh, Montrez, KCP, um, Alex Caruso, THT, Markeith Morris, Wesley Matthews. Just so deep. That is 11 deep. I'm taking the Lakers easily over the field. There's not a team in second. That's even close. And I think you can argue between second to let I me mean, say the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, the Clippers, the Nuggets, right there from second to six. You can argue, you you could put, you, know, you could have that in many different combinations of who you think second to six. It's un, it's no questions asked who the best team in the NBA is by a landslide. It's Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Giannis signs a five year max, and then uh, so great for Giannis. I'm happy for Giannis. I. Uh, he deserved that extension. He's been a phenomenal player in this league. Uh, he definitely deserved that extension. Um, then I guess he end up he showed he was showing bucks front office texts from other stars that want to join him so he's already recruiting. James Harden potentially could be end up in Milwaukee. It's very it's very uh, possible. And uh, if they end up getting James Harden, that does secure the bucks as the second best team in the NBA. I still won't put them close to the Lakers because I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs as much, and I don't know if I can trust Giannis yet or not. He hasn't he hasn't showed anything for me to trust in the playoffs. So it really just depends on what you think, you know. Um, but I do think it scares him as the second best team in the NBA. Uh, what will happen with Harden? Well, I heard that they've ex- they've expanded on what you know where they could trade Harden. Um, for it was Phil. It, Mainly for Harden, he's always been saying Philly and Milwaukee. There has been other teams that he's dropped now. The Heat, there's other teams they've talked to. The Heat, the, uh, the Bucks, and the Hawks are another team they've talked to. Um, see, I don't know what will happen. I'm really, I really don't know. I really don't know. I heard the Sixers are, are saying they will trade Simmons. They would trade Simmons, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and again, I don't know how much it moves up the Sixers, though. I think they get a better player right now. I think you gotta make it because I just don't feel like you're gonna win a title with Simmons and Embiid. I think you have more of a chance at winning a championship with Harden and Embiid. I don't think it makes you necessarily one of the three best teams in the NBA or even, maybe even fourth best team in the NBA. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Kyrie being Kyrie with the media, everyone saw. Oh, I won't talk to the media. Then he got fined, and now he's talking to the media. Of course, uh, he's you know Kyrie man. I've, I I used to love that guy. Um I uh I really I really have lost the love for him though. The way he's uh just the way he's handled things, I think I think he's he's done it quite weird and different and oh he's really out there though. Well, we'll see what happens with him in the Nets. Was the PG extend uh contract extension the correct decision for the Clippers? Everyone was I I even bagged on a little because there's a lot of money. But uh, they had to. Um, they're, they're stuck. They have some big contracts. They're kind of stuck. They don't have any picks. So what are you going to do, BG? After you traded Shea and seven draft picks? you You have to roll with it. You have to hope he can become the guy... That uh, he used to be. You can't just trade him. And blow it up, you know. Now you have to be able to lock down Kawhi. (laughs) Because if Kawhi bounces after this season. Which in my opinion. When the Clippers. Don't make the conference finals again. Which is what I think. Well, I don't think they'll make the conference finals again. Um. Kawhi will definitely look at some other teams. He will take he will take uh he will take some meetings. I think you'll see him take meetings with uh the Mavericks. Um there's not gonna be a ton of teams of cap is the only problem. Um I really, you know. But I do think he takes some meetings with some other teams. Maybe the Knicks. Maybe he goes to New York and says, well, if I'm gonna do it by myself, I'm gonna go, you know. I'm going to go change New York and get them to be a playoff team. Because if he could go flip New York and be a playoff team, that'd be huge for him. That'd be huge for the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks could get a second star in there like Bradley Beal with him instead of Paul George. Um, Here's my problem, though. I don't know if there's a better... I mean, if he was able to go to Dallas, that'd be huge. I just don't know if he fits in Dallas because he's not going to go there and be the number one guy. That's Lucas' team. So, you know, it just all depends on, you know, what do you do? You know, I think the Clippers are just probably the team to stay with. Maybe he doesn't sign long-term. Maybe he only signs a two-year deal with a player option after one year or a two-year with a player option in year three. I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. Going to be interesting NBA season, to say the least. So this is a rank these three. Um, I did. So it's football and basketball. I did two kind of all-time-ish, like, Who's better all time? I did two current, and then I did the same thing for the NBA. We'll start with the NFL. Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, or John Elway. Um, I've always Peyton's my number two quarterback of all time behind Tom Brady. And he'll be, oh, he only has Joe, won two Super Bowls, and one of them just wasn't even good. I don't care. I'm not here to determine who won Super Bowls. I'm here, who was a better quarterback? I think Manning was better than Montana and Elway. And then I would go Montana after that, and then L.A. I think there's an argument for L.A. over Montana, too. But I would lean Montana. Gronk, Travis Kelsey, or Tony Gonzalez? Okay, so I had a debate with my cousin recently about this. And then I went in. Well, I know I looked up stats. I looked up highlights of you know Gronk, Kelsey, and Tony G. And I, I changed what I would do. I would say, in my, right now, in my opinion, Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. What he does on that field is unreal. I know everyone's gonna say, "Well, you know, he had Mahomes. He has Mahomes." Okay, well, Gronk had Gronk had Brady. Tony G's really the only argument where you could say, "Well, he didn't have like a great quarterback." Kelsey has five straight thousand yard seasons. Two of those are with Alex Smith, so it's not like it's been all with Mahomes. You know, I would go Kelsey one, Gronk two, Tony G three. That would be my order for three greatest tight ends ever. That would just be my list, personally. All right, so active running backs. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, or Christian McCaffrey. I know McCaffrey hasn't played much this year. I still have him as the number one running back. I would then go, Dalvin showed that he could stay more healthy. I would go Dalvin Cook, two, and Derrick Henry, three. And if you wanted to switch Derrick Henry and Dalvin, go ahead. I wouldn't personally, but I also wouldn't make a huge argument about it. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, or Michael Thomas. Everyone knows I have DeAndre Hopkins as the number one wide receiver in football. Um, so I would have Hopkins one. I would then I would then have Julio two, Michael Thomas at three, and that's not best in the NFL because I I have some other guys ahead of them. I have Hopkins as my number one tight end or number one receiver in the NFL. Um, I think I have Julio fifth, and I would have Michael Thomas sixth. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, people can debate. I have Tyree Kill two, Devontae Adams three, and uh, Stephon Diggs four. Right now, all right. NBA, Kareem, Shaq, or Hakeem. Didn't put Wilton here. You no, know, you know, I just did these three because I saw this as an argument on some uh, on some websites. So, uh, I think most were Kareem, Shaq, Hakeem. I am a Shaq guy. I would go Shaq, Kareem, Hakeem. In that order. I'm not... An, I don't argue, though, if anyone has Kareem over Shaq. I think it's a fair... No, it's fair. I personally just think Shaq. And then there was also Magic, Stockton, or Nash. Um... This one was fairly easy for me. I would go Magic, Stockton, Nash in that order. Fairly easy. Um, I like Na- Nash an all-time great, but I think Stockton's a better point guard. You know, I would say Stockton. So now active. Giannis, KD, Kawhi. Um... You know, kind of a tougher one. Uh, Let's let's go back because I know I did a my last podcast. I did rank. I think I ranked the top twenty five. Yes, so I would I would go Giannis, KD, Kawhi. But if KD's for sure healthy and is the same guy, he would be the second best player in the world for me. But I can't predict that. But I still think he's better than Kawhi. But I do think Giannis might be better. Okay, and then uh, um, Steph, Harden, Dame. I keep in that order Steph, Harden, Dame, I think. Dame and Harden are close to flipping though. Steph's easily the number one in this discussion. Harden and Dame are, you could change it out. NFL. Headlines. Told you all about the Steelers, man. I told you all. Come on, man. I told you. They're a good team, but they're not They're not suitable contenders. They are not. There's only two in the AFC, and that's Kansas City and Buffalo. Will the Ravens get in? I do think so. Their schedule's pretty favorable. I think they went out, and I think you'll either see the Dolphins could lose to... I think the Dolphins will lose to the Bills. So, yeah, I think the Ravens do get in. I think they went out. And then I think they get in the playoffs. Um, are the Browns legit? Uh, yeah, I do think so. Tough loss to the Ravens, but it was a great game. I think the Browns are legit. I think they can win a playoff game. Um, and I think they're going to get probably the Titans or the Colts. So that's a that's a good matchup for them. So I mean, so yeah, I think they can win a playoff game for sure. I think they are legit. Could Washington win a playoff game? I've had discussions with a couple buddies about this. Nobody nobody likes Washington. I'm on their bandwagon. The only thing that sucks about Washington is they're going to probably have to play the Rams or the Seahawks. And to me, they'd rather see the, the Seahawks and the Rams because of the Seahawks' defense. And I think, you know, the Washington's pass rush and that's the Seahawks' all line. I think they could win a playoff game. Their defense is very dominant. Very dominant defense. I really think they could win a playoff game. They're 6-7. and seven. Um, I would have to look up their schedule. Um, hold on. Let's look that up. Washington football team. So they actually play the Seahawks this week. Then they play the Panthers. And then don't they play a divisional game? Eagles? I want to scroll. Come on. Show me more. Let's scroll. Okay. won't scroll. This is weird. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's go to here. Uh, can I just see their goddamn schedule? Well, okay. They play the Panthers. They should win that game. They could beat Seattle this week. That'll be interesting to see. That is a game I'm very interested in watching is actually the Seattle game. That's that's very interesting to me. Um, then they play the Eagles. At worst, to me, they should be 8-8. Eight eight. At worst, they should be 8-8. Eight eight. I like Washington. I don't care what anybody says about the record. Still have faith in Brady? Absolutely, I'm right it to the end. I've rode it all year long, so why stop now? We're eight, they're 8-5. Eight and five. They're going to win out. Or nine and five, whatever it is, they're gonna win out. Yeah, I have to, they're gonna get to the Super Bowl. Are the Bills the biggest chief, uh, biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Yes, maybe in football though. It actually might be in all of the NFL. It's a, they are the biggest one for sure in the AFC. All right, week fifteen game predictions of one hundred thirty three and seventy three. That's a sixty four point six percent. Win percentage, last year I had a 79.3 win percentage. Uh, I did get the game right yesterday. I had Chargers 27-24, it ended 30-27. So, good prediction there. Saturday, there's two two games tomorrow. Bills-Broncos, I got Bills 30, Broncos 23. Panthers-Packers, I got Packers 31-20. Sunday, early games. I got Niners 23-20 over the Cowboys. Texans 24, Colts 31. Lions, 27. Titans, 37. Buccaneers, 34. Falcons, 24. Jaguars, 13. Ravens, 34. Patriots, 17. Dolphins, 24. Bears, 23. Vikings, 28. Seahawks, 24. Washington football team, 26. Sunday late games. I got Jets, 6. Rams, 31. Uh, Eagles, 27. Cardinals, 31. Chiefs, 38. Saints, 30. Browns 28, Giants 17. Then Monday night, I've got Steelers 27, Bengals 16. Spreads of the week. I'm still under 500. Come on. I need I need at least, I need to go 4-1 this week. I need to go 4-1 this week. And I like my spreads. Giants minus 4, or Browns minus 4.5 at the Giants. Ravens minus 13 versus the Jaguars. Chiefs minus 2.5 at the Saints. Buccaneers minus six and a half at the Falcons, and Dolphins minus one and a half versus the Patriots. I like my spreads this week. My power 12 post week 14 standings at number one still sits the Kansas City Chiefs, by far the best team in the NFL. Here's a team coming up though number two, the Buffalo Bills at 10 and three. I really like the Bills. At three, I got the Green Bay Packers. They're 10 and three. At four, the Los Angeles Rams at 9 and four. At five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight and five. At six, the Tennessee Titans at nine and four. Seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers who are eleven and two. Eight, the Seattle Seahawks who are nine and four. Nine, the New Orleans Saints who are ten and three. Ten, the Cleveland Browns who are nine and four. Eleven, the Baltimore Ravens who are eight and five. And twelve, the Indianapolis Colts who are nine and four. All right, college basketball. Going to do a little uh, three teams I'm high on, three teams I'm low on, and then predictions for the top three teams in each conference at year's end. Of the big, of the main six conferences. Uh, teams I'm low on Texas Tech, who played KU last night. KU should have won that game by 15. They ended up winning by one. I don't like Texas Tech, Tech. They struggle to score at times. They are athletic and do play pretty good defense, but I think they struggle to score too much. Uh, Illinois, kind of a one man show. Don't really like their uh, overall team. Uh, Virginia, not a huge fan of Virginia this year either. Um, struggle to score. Going to be in some low scoring games though. They always play good defense, so they're going to be in the games, but I don't like Virginia, who I'm high on. I really like Houston. They can shoot it. They got guys that can get to the cup. They play really good defense. I do like Houston. Texas, another team I like. I think they're the third best team in the Big 12. Love Greg Brown. Um, Very athletic team as well. And Florida State, who are my ACC uh, conference champion predictions. I love Florida State's team. All right. All right. Predictions for the top three teams in each conference at year's end. In the Big 12, I'm riding with KU. I don't care what anyone says, and I know it's not popular. As the season goes on, this team will get better. And I think they'll end up winning the Big 12. At two, Baylor. Great team. Going to be tough for KU to beat them, but I think they split probably at the worst. And uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be close between KU and Baylor. Who wins the Big Twelve? I think th- those teams will be battling back and forth. And whoever's in third will probably be like three games behind them. Texas at three, though. It's my prediction. Pac-12, UCLA one, Arizona two, Arizona State three. In the SEC, I got Kentucky. I think Kentucky finds a way to win it. I think they're going to turn their season around. 2, Tennessee, and then 3, Florida. In the ACC, I got Florida State, 1, North Carolina, 2, Louisville, 3. In the Big East, I got Villanova, 1, UConn. I think they're going to be really good this year. I got them finishing second, and then I got Xavier finishing third. In the Big 10, I got Iowa winning it. I got Michigan finishing second. I like Michigan a lot. And 3, Michigan State. All right, combat sports. Headlines. Joshua TKO's Pulev in the ninth is Fury next. Goddamn, I hope so. April or May, we should be getting Joshua Fury for the undisputed, all belts included. The lineal, the WBC, the WBO, the WBA, the IBA, the IBF. All six belts should be on the line. We should have one champion. Now what's my guess on it happening next? Not very good. I think both are going to fight one more time. Against somebody else. Which sucks. So we're probably not going to get until late next year. Jake Paul goes at Connor and Dylan Danis. Uh, yeah, I called Connor out on Instagram. Calling out his wife, Dan White and everybody. And people people are like, oh, you're a Connor McGregor fan. Do you have a problem with the wife thing? Because you know Connor commented. You know, I have no problem. It's a fight game. I think, it's dumb. I think it was dumb. It's like I thought, Connor, you know, I think you go at the guy, but I don't know if you, you know, but Connor's a deep guy, so it is what it is. Um, but I have no problem with it. I just think Jake Paul's an idiot. He's going to get smoked by Connor, if if and when they do fight. Uh, and then he showed up to Dylan Dennis was doing food truck diaries of Brendan Schaub, and Dennis started throwing water balloons and toilet paper, or I mean, Jake Paul started throwing water balloons and toilet paper. And then drove away. Should have got out. Fight the guy. Right there. Let's go. You're going to come up and try to pull up on him, start throwing stuff at him, get out of the truck. Let's go. Uh, that 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 could be next. Dennis Jake Paul could be next. Um, Volk, uh, Volkanovski, Ortega targeted for February. Great fight. I like Ortega in that fight, but we'll talk about that when it comes to it. Dana White will meet with Khabib before Connor Poirier too. I heard that they're meeting on the 16th of the Holloway Cater card that is in also in Abu Dhabi. Um That will decide if Khabib's going to defend the lightweight title or not. And then I could, you know, if Khabib says I'm not going to defend the title, if I do fight off fight GSP at 165 or 170, um, you're going to do Connor DP for the lightweight title, in my opinion. Uh, Bellator gets Rumble and Yoel, huge get for that 205 division. So now we get in. How would I do the Bellator Grand Prix? Oh, I love these. I love these. Okay, so on um, one here is on the on the left side of the bracket. Um, am I just how Bellator does it? The champion will defend the belt every time in the tournament. It'll all be a five-round fight for the title. I got Nemkov versus Corey Anderson in the first round for the belt. The winner of that will face the winner of Ryan Bader and Phil Davis. Then we go to the other side, what I call the legend side. In round one, you get Yo Romero versus Anthony Rumble Johnson, who doesn't want to see that. And then you get Leota Machida, and hear this, I know they don't they don't have him signed. You go sign Anderson Silva and him and Machita fight in the first round. And the winner of that fights Rumble Yoel. That's how I would do the Bellator Grand Prix. Um, what's next for UFC 256 fighters? Mackenzie Dern got a big win. Number one option, wouldn't mind the Angela Hill fight or Felice Herrick. Either one of those, great fight for her. Cub Swanson, Edson Barboza or Shane Burgos. Either one, great fight there as well for Cub. Big win for Cub, loved it. I was so happy. Uh, Cyril Gane. Number one, Jarzinho Rosenstruk would love that or fight the winner of Overeem Volkov, either one of those. I think Rosenstruk's a great fight, though. Uh, I didn't put Do-San, uh, Junior Dosantis in here. Time to retire. Uh, Kevin Holland. It sounds like Derek Brunson's going to happen. If that didn't happen, Weidman Hall winner would be cool, too, but they're kind of booked far away. So the Derek Brunson one seems very likely. Tony Ferguson. Not done. Don't, stop it. Tony Ferguson is not done. Yeah, he got his ass whooped. He didn't get his ass once. He just got outclassed. I would say he got outclassed. But he's not done. He is not done. So the number one option for me, Dan Hooker. That is a phenomenal fight and a good matchup for Tony. He's going to play the brawl game. Number two matchup, a rematch with Rafael Dos Anjos. Wouldn't mind to see that either. Dos Anjos kind of, you know, reinvigorated his career here at Lightweight again. You know, on the come up, why not the Ferguson rematch? when well, Ferguson seems to be on the decline right now. Charles Oliveira. One is Khabib if he keeps the title. Two is the winner of Conor Poirier for the belt. Either way, I think he has to fight for the title next. Uh, Figueredo and Moreno just rematch. That has to happen. You got to do. You got to run that back. Boxing predictions for this week: Triple G versus Camille Moretta. I got GGG via decision, um, but we'll see. He could get. Hopefully, he gets. He needs the finish if he wants to get Canelo. But I'm going decision. Uh Canelo versus Callum Smith. Most people think this one's going to go to the decision. I got Canelo via 8th round TKO. So then we'll go into UFC 183 UFC Fight Night 183 predictions. Great card. Um, Anthony Pettis Alex Moreno in a welterweight bout. I got Pettis via 2nd round TKO. Marcin Tibera versus Greg Hardy in a heavyweight bout. I got Hardy via 1st round KO. Marlon Moraes Rob Font in a bantamweight bout. I expect this one to be fireworks. I'm going Moraes via split decision. Uh, Michael Pereira versus Chaos Williams in a welterweight bout. I got Chaos Williams via second round TKO. And the co-main event, Jose Aldo versus Marlon Chito Vera in a bantamweight bout. I got Aldo via unanimous decision. Should be a good fight too. Fireworks there. Um, Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Jeff Neal in a welterweight main event. I got Thompson via split decision. I think it's going to be a razor close fight. Good fight, but very close. So here we go. How I would do my UFC Grand Prix per division. I did not do a women's bandwidth one because I do, I couldn't put eight women's bandwidth together to say okay, well this makes sense because Nunes running through all three matchups, strawweight, and I didn't just put like Whaley Zane versus the seventh ranked. I did. I like to see the best, the good matchups happen in round one. Okay. So I would do Whaley Zane on this side of the bracket, left side of the bracket. I would do Whaley Zane versus Yawani and Jacek rematch to start off the to start off the tournament. And then on the same side, I would do Carlos Barza Tisha Torres. Then on the other side of the bracket, I do Rose Namiunis versus Claude Gadella. It's a great fight. And then Tatiana Suarez versus yes Mackenzie Dern. You got to get some headlines in there, and that's honestly not a bad fight for Dern because Suarez isn't that great. Striker and Dern's good on the ground as well, so that's a great fight there. Women's flyweight Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade in round one. Then on the same bracket, I do Caitlin Chukagian against Joan Calderwood. On the other side of the bracket, Lauren Murphy, Jessica I, and Jennifer Maya, Cynthia Calvillo. Flyweight division. On the left side of the bracket, you go Alex Perez, Brandon roy and then Cody Garbrandt versus Joseph Benavides. And then on the other side, you go Figueiredo-Moreno rematch. And then you call one FC and you say, listen, we'll pay you out. We'll pay you to get Johnson on this card. You do Demetrius Johnson versus Oscar Arskov in the first round so you can get Demetrius Johnson versus, hopefully, Figueiredo in round two. Bantamweight division. Um... Peter Jan, Algermaine Sterling in round one on this side of the bracket, and then Corey Sandhagen, Frank Yeager, that was just announced out actually in real life that they are fighting. And then on the other side of the bracket, I do Dominic Cruz, Sean O'Malley, and then TJ Dillashaw versus yes, Uriah Faber. The grudge match, the ultimate grudge match. I think obviously Dillashaw should kill him, but let's just do it. That'd be fun. I'm gonna I want to make these Grand Prix fun as well and have some storylines. Featherweight, Alexander Volkanovsky, Brian Ortega, round one on the same side of the bracket. Zabit Magomed-Sheripov versus Yair Rodriguez. On the other side, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. And then the Korean Zombie versus Josh Emmett. Now we go to the lightweight bracket in round one. Yeah, I'm doing it. Khabib Magomedov, Tony Ferguson in round one. How about it? I don't care if he's on two-fight losing streak. The fight should happen. And I would have it happen in round one. On the same side, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler. Great fight. Then on the other side of the bracket, a rematch. Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. And then, on the same side of the bracket, the Trilogy. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz. Yeah, you can go ahead and be mad at I left Dan Hooker out. I don't give a rat's ass, though. Welterweight division. A little tougher, but the matchups make sense. On one side of the bracket, Kamaru Usman, Gilbert Burns for the title. On that same side, Leon Edwards versus Wonderboy Thompson. Now, maybe if Jeff Neal gets the win this week, I'd throw Jeff Neal in there instead of Wonderboy. And then, on the other side of the bracket, you go... Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal in round one, and then you go. To, I give Tyron Woodley in there, and he fights Nick Diaz. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's run it. I mean, these grand prix are. I just let me orchestrate the grand prix, and everything will be fine. Middleweight, first round. I want to see Stylebender Kevin Holland. I don't care if I'm throwing Kevin Holland to the Wolves. I want to see that happen, and that's on that side of the bracket. on the other side, on the same side, Jared Cannonier versus Yes Chris Weidman. I threw the legend Weidman in there. I don't care what people say. I think he deserves a shot. He's on. I think he won his last fight. I did not put Jack Hermanson in there. I would throw Weidman in over Hermanson because I think Weidman deserves a shot. On the other side, Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa, and then Darren Till, Marvin Vittori. That bracket, that side of the bracket is nice. Light heavyweight on this on one side of the bracket. You're going to go. I'm going to keep the matchup same. Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prozashka and Thiago Santos versus Alexander Rokic. Then I'm going Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira, because I think Teixeira is the rightful number one contender. Then I'm throwing a couple prospects in there. Johnny Walker, Jim Crew, let's do it. That is a phenomenal, fun fight for the for the bracket. Now the heavyweight division on one side, Stipe Francis round one has to happen. Because like I said, the champion's defending the title each time he fights. Then you go on that same side, Derek Lewis versus Jorginho Rosenstruck. Come on. I left Overeem Volkov in there. And then on the other side of the bracket with Overeem Volkov, John Jones, Curtis Blades. Come on now. Let me put together these heavyweight these, or these UFC Grand Prix. They would be phenomenal. How could they not be? So, yeah, great podcast. Like I said, I'll be back either Monday or Tuesday with uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Colton Fee. And then the week after that, we're going to get uh, my buddy Jack Howard in here with uh, me and Fee again. We're going to run it back there. So the next two podcasts will be very fun. A lot longer. I expect well over an hour, and probably when it's uh, the three of us, well over two hours, I would say. So, yeah, it be a fun time. Um, thank you guys for listening. See you.